Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, is that man there? Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world to sign for us. The old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever Super Scoreboard The Old Firm Through the Decades It's game day and this is the home of Scottish football it's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we welcome back domestic football after quite the international break. Hibs and Celtic has a game of the day feel to it as the Hoops look to close the gap on Rangers before they host Aberdeen tomorrow. And 11 Scotland under-21 players are isolating after a COVID outbreak in the squad as Scottish football continues to count the cost of the pandemic. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. And we will count the cost of those who have dropped out because of the pandemic when we hear the team news from around the grounds. We are heading into the teeth of the storm today. Grim reading where the game's finances are concerned, but the show must go on and star billing, as you say, has to be given to Celtic's visit to Easter Road. Hibbs outplayed the last time the teams met But Celtic have no margin for error this time And the team news from New Lennon Very interesting Odson Edward on the bench After scoring twice for France's under-21 side In midweek A big call Yeah, it's got the feeling of a big weekend About it um, And starting in that game at Easter Road today Celtic travelling to Hibs And you've got to, got to think now for Celtic That every game's a must-win Important for Neil Lennon that he doesn't Slip up and drop any more points And a big afternoon tomorrow as well With Rangers against Aberdeen So looking forward to all the other fixtures as well um, But big one at Easter Road Yeah for me it's a standout tie of the day Gordon uh, Celtic have to apply the pressure onto Rangers We play Aberdeen tomorrow Dundee United against Aki So really some really good games Livington St Mirren And then we have St Johnson versus Murrow But at the top of the show Hugh said as well About some of the Covid cases That's obviously something we're going to have to keep our eye on as well Hugh Keevans has already stolen Alison Conroy's thunder with the headline team news from Easter Road, but she won't hold it against them, I'm sure. Let's get a full line-up with Alison for Hibs against Celtic. No, I'll let you off, Hugh. It is an unchanged Celtic team from the side that won at Motherwell before the international break. The only one change 
on the bench. No David Turnbull. He is one of the players who has tested positive for COVID-19 after returning from Scotland under 21 duty. He'll now self-isolate for 10 days. So he's not on the bench. He's replaced by Ewan Henderson this afternoon. For Hibs, strong team. Jadzic Ophir Marciano back from international duty and straight back into goal as well. So first of all, I'll give you the Celtic team. It'll be Scott Bain in goal. A back four of Jeremy Frimpong, near Beaton, Chris Iyer and Diego Laxalt. In front of them, Cal McGregor and Scott Brown in the three of Ryan Christie, Tom Rogic, Mohamed Ilianusi with Albion Ayeti up top. On the bench for Celtic, Barkas, Taylor, Duffy, Griffiths, Clamalla, Cham, Edward, Elhamid and Henderson. For Hibs, Ophir Marciano's in goal. It's a back four of Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon and Sean Mackey. Alex Gorgic sitting in front of them. Then the four of Martin Boyle, Steve Mallon, Joan Yule and Jamie Murphy. Kevin Nisbet as the lone striker for Hibs. On the bench, it's Barnes, Gray, McGregor, Deutsch, Bright, Hallberg, Stephen McGinn, Bradley and Gullen. And your referee at Easter Road is Bobby Madden. So that one bit of team news unchanged for Celtic, but no David Turnbull as the club confirmed that he has tested positive for COVID-19. Well, Hugh, that's the the subplot for today. We're going to yeah. work our way through that as the afternoon goes on and, and, and count the cost of the health and financial impact of COVID on our game at the moment. But if we stick to the football just to kick us off, what a big game that is. It's a mouth-watering tie in the capital. Yeah, you know, when Hibs came to Glasgow, uh, young Josh Doig was absolutely taken apart by Jeremy Frimpong. And Celtic played very well the whole day and won convincingly. Since then, a lot of things have happened. And Celtic go into the game knowing that a draw is no use to them, a defeat is a disaster, and they have to apply pressure to Rangers tomorrow at home to Aberdeen. So the, the circumstances are quite straightforward. Celtic have to win the match, as they did at Motherwell the last time before the international break. They went there, they played very, very well, scored four goals. That's the kind of performance that Neil Lennon is looking for today. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, arguably Celtic's best performance of the season so far came at that game at Celtic Park. You know, pretty similar personnel, but a different shape that day. Hughes Wright, Frimpong, um, gave Dodge uh, a left-back a, a nightmare of a day. But I think Neil Lennon will stick to the shape that he had at Fur Park that served him so well. But Hughes is completely right. A draw, I don't think, is any good for, for Neil Lennon's side either. Defeat, yep, disaster, totally agree with that. It's a chance for Celtic to put a wee bit of pressure on Rangers tomorrow going into that game against Aberdeen. If they drop any points... Rangers go into that game Much more relaxed Frame of mind So It's an important afternoon Yeah I totally agree with the guys And uh, you know This unchanged Celtic team After the Motherwell uh, Well they played very well And uh, they'll be looking To do the same again You look at Hibs Recent form It's not been great They obviously beat Dundee 4-1 Last week in the Cup But prior to that They'd only won one In a previous four They have to get back to basics It's a very offensive team From Hibs They've obviously got Boyle on the, the right Murphy on the left Nisbet through mm-hmm. the middle So they They'll be looking for you guys to try and test their Celtic backline. What do you make of Odson Edward Mark? I can understand the, the school of thought which said, well, he went away with France, he scored a few goals, he'll have been feeling good about himself, now's the time to get him back in the team. But on the other hand, Celtic have kept a, a winning side, unchanged from a 4-1 victory against Motherwell. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess you'd find it hard to argue with that. Neil Lennon's looked at that side, he's got a positive result, he wants to just keep things moving along. For me, I still think Odson Edward is the number one striker. I know he's been off form um, for Celtic, but he's went away and he looks a bit more lively. He looks a bit fitter. He looks a bit like he's back to his normal self. And I did expect him 
to play this afternoon But Neil Lennon Obviously Doesn't see him in that light In a minute For such a big game It's a big call And he's went for uh, A Yeti Who of course Cost him 5 million quid And scored a few goals This season But I just thought Edward would have played this What's afternoon. an Edward's The biggest player at the club Mark He's the biggest player At the club He scored two goals Described as beautiful By Neil Lennon In midweek For France's under 21 side And uh, When he plays uh, Celtic look all the better for it mm. uh, And I just think that For him not to be involved From the start today Allows you to suspect That all is not well In his relationship with the club um, Well that's that's Hugh's take on it I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks Mark also other issues that This has been a mini break for Celtic If you like and for everyone But you know a couple of weeks to Settle down and, and take a look at certain issues uh, Scott Bain continues in goal for instance So there's no, there's no sign of that changing I wondered perhaps if that was maybe something that would have Gone back to Barkas over the break I think it'd be unfair to drop Scott Bain I don't think he's done much wrong since he's Came in and I, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea Because a lot of Celtic fans Want to see where their Five million pound signing is They want to see a kind of glamorous name in the goals And maybe Scott Bain doesn't tick that box But I still think he's done a decent enough job and it goes to show Neil Lennon has seen Barkas now for a number of months. He's seen him in training. He's even taken him out and gave him a bit of time. And he still doesn't think he's ready to go in. So I think it tells you a lot of what Neil thinks of his £5 million Bain. goalkeeper and thinks that Bain's better than him. Yeah, Bain's I wonder, number one, Mark. I wonder if he then looks further down the line if they add another goalkeeper in January. Mm. But um, Bain is the number one, Alex. Yeah. yeah, I think when you look forward to January, then potentially they may have to go out, depending on where they are in the, in, uh, the grand scale of things, the, the points-wise in the table. Uh, so there's been mention to Henderson through the week in Man United. Where is uh, Fraser Foster just now? What, what? He's still Twiddling at Southampton. He's somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southampton. So, you know, whether they go back for him as well. But I think uh, after letting him down in the summer, you know, he was the number one target. But for me at the moment, Bain is a number one keeper. Just quickly, what type of challenge will Hibs pose Celtic today? Huge. I, I mean, Alex touched on the, the front three there. Yeah. You know, Nisbet uh, through the middle and you've got Murphy off one side and Boyle off the... Off the other I mean Boyle out and out pace You know Murphy can come inside And cause problems And put one in the, in the top bin From 25 yards And you've got Nisbet Who is the on form striker In Scotland just now They've got a very good team With very good individuals It's a dangerous tie for Celtic Let's hear from both managers Starting with the home boss Jack Ross I think first half certainly was We were pleased with what we created Within the game But equally there's that fine balance To walk when you play a good side And Celtic are a good side As to how open you are and how much obviously you allow them to create and what happened in that game was obviously we fell behind early in the match and um, Celtic are not an easy team to go behind to early in the game because I think as the game opens up they have quality within their ranks so I think for us it's getting the balance right And the thoughts now of Celtic manager Neil Lennon? You know they've had a, you know, a couple of defeats in the league but I don't think their performances have been you know maybe merited that uh, the good win in, in the cup last week against Dundee so at home, you know, I think they've been strong this season. Um, you know, and under Jack, you know, they've brought in a couple of players who know the environment very well. Um, so I think there'll be goals in the game. Hopefully we come on the, the positive side of that. Uh, but they're always very entertaining games between the teams. If we can pick up where we left off, I'd be pleased. You know, we've got the European run where we need to get some sort of respectability back in it from, from our point of view as well this week. 
But yeah, it's a game that we're all looking forward to and um, it'd be good to put a run together and have consistent performances. So looking ahead to Hibs against Celtic, big team news coming out of the away dressing room. Odson Edward on the bench. It's an unchanged team from the win against Motherwell and no David Turnbull because the club has confirmed that he is one of the three Scotland under 21 players who's tested positive for coronavirus and have to isolate for 10 days. First of all, we wish him well. His health and safety is by far the most important thing But remember other eight other players having to isolate as well So massive knock-on effects None more so perhaps than our second game today St Johnston against Motherwell Fraser Wishart, we'd love to start with just what's happening on the pitch And, and how good a game you've got in store um, But we're seeing the knock-on effects of that Covid story in Perth as well yeah, it seems to be on a weekly basis where we are talking about uh, COVID. Had a, had a chat with Alan Burrows uh, earlier on, and he was talking about a PFA role. So I'm not going to go into any detail about that, but I know that Motherwell uh, have put out a statement on their website about Alan Campbell and Barry Maguire, who are required to miss the game today due to the COVID-19 protocols. And I think that uh, was angry Mother was they were informed shortly after 11 a.m. on Saturday morning, this morning, that they were required to self-isolate. They both tested negative when they returned to Motherwell on Wednesday. And um, I think just due to, I think, seating arrangements on planes and buses, etc., the usual test, track and trace stuff, the player's going to have to self-isolate. But I think the key paragraph in, in all of this is at the bottom. It says here, as a result of what's happened, we will write to the Scottish FA on a number of points on which we believe urgent answers are required. So I think one or two clubs are clearly very unhappy with the current situation. But as you say, you know, we're in a COVID situation. We have to follow the regulations. The players are required to self-isolate. They are negative, which is a good thing. But uh, the players are in their house when their teams play today here at Perth. Yeah, and I mean, Fraser, oh, it is worth repeating just in case anyone thinks we've lost perspective. This is this is about health and safety, first and foremost. But, you know, we're a football show and football's counting the cost of this stuff. So I think it's all right to, to mention as well for Stephen Robinson, for instance, Alan Campbell and Barry Maguire would absolutely have played today. They've been playing all the previous games. And then it's not just today. You're talking that big cup game against St. Johnson next weekend and so on. And, and I'm, sh- I'm sure a, a few of these teams will be will be counting that over the next you know few games. Yeah, I think um, everybody agrees totally. You know, these players are told they have to self-isolate by the protocols and nobody's arguing with that. That's not the, the point here that Motherwell are, are going to make. I think the, the key paragraph, as I said, was that uh, they will write to the Scottish chef in a number of points which they believe urgent answers are required. And, and I think there'll be one or two other clubs we'll find out more over the weekend where those players are. Um, perhaps Celtic, we've got David Turnbull out. I don't know if there's two other players clearly got COVID there's other players self-isolating and won't be involved in the squads over the weekend so I think more to run on this story because I do believe that one or two other clubs will also say something over the coming hours Yeah I think we'll we'll get everyone involved and we'll try and take a a closer look at it as the show progresses we've got a lot of time to go over it but let's get some team news Fraser and, and a bit of focus on the football yeah, absolutely. I came here looking forward to, to this game because back to league duty, as you said a minute ago, these two do play in the Cup next week at Fir Park since so qualified in the last 16 uh, through the group stages and both sit here on 14 points and looking up the table rather than down the way. And a win today might just increase the gap between themselves and the teams at the very bottom because both of them had a, a, bottom, a spell on the bottom of the table earlier on but a bit of form recently and both sides had players on international duty and usually that gives players a real boost like Ali McCann, a couple of caps for the Northern Ireland international squad, Danny McNamara, Republic under 21, of course Scotland, I mean Alan Campbell and Barry Maguire but Gallagher and O'Donnell played huge parts in, in Scotland's success in 
getting through to the Euros as well. But uh, St Johnson's home record is really an, an interesting read this year. They've played seven games, only scored two goals. But they've got seven points from those games because they've been 4-1-0 defeats, 1-0-0 and 2-1-0 victories. And I was at Fir Park Ellen this season when it was 1-0 to Motherwell in a game that St Johnson dominated, which is a bit of story of their season. Stevie Mays hit a bit of form in recent weeks, but I don't expect a barrel load of goals here today, given the history of, of both sides, and particularly St Johnson in their home record. For St Johnson, they're along usual lines, Xander Clarkson, goals, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Jimmy McCart at the back four, the four across the middle, Danny McNamara, Ali McCann, Murray Davidson and Scott Tanzer with the three attackers, Craig Conway, Stevie May and David Wotherspoon. The subs are Elliot Parrish, Sean Rooney, Callum Booth, Liam Craig, Craig Bryson, Callum Hendry, Chris Kane, Michael O'Halloran and Guy Melamed for for some Motherwell, sorry. Of course, they've had to make a couple of changes with no uh, Campbell and no Maguire. Aaron Chapman's in goals are back for Stephen O'Donnell, Bavis Mugabe, Declan Gallagher and Nathan McGinley. In midfield, Robbie Crawford, Mark O'Hara and Liam Polworth with Callum Lang, Devante Cole and Tony Watt up front. Jordan Archer, Ricky Lamy, Chris Long, Sherwin Seedorf, Jordan White, David Devine, Dean Cornelius, Liam Grimshaw and Jake Hasty are on the bench. And the referee today at McDermott is Stephen Kirkland. OK, let's get some more team news around the country. Big games today, lots of action for you in the Premiership. Let's go to the Tony Macaroni. Roger Hanna's watching Livy St Mirren. Yeah, and unfortunately we're touched by the Scotland under-21 COVID crisis as well. Gordon Robbie McCrory, the Livingston goalkeeper, is out, and that means a start for Max Strayek. Livy have returned to form after winning four goals in successive Betfred Cup wins over Stenhouse, Muir and Airdrie during that international break. On form, Alan Forrest back doubles in both games, and Hughes' best friend, the Jet, G. Emmanuel Thomas, also scored twice in that win over the Diamonds last Saturday. Before the international break, Gary Holt's men had snatched a, a point in a 1-1 draw up at Dingwall to move five points clear of Hamilton at the bottom, four ahead of today's visitor St Mirren and they now start a run of three consecutive home games which could well shape their season Air United are here at the Tony Macaroni next Saturday in the last 16 of the Cup and then that's followed by a league game here against Dundee United as we say they start that run though without McCrody so it's Max Stryek in goal to back four Nicky Devlin, John Guthrie, Kieran Brown and Steve Lawson midfield of Jason Holt, Marvin Bartley and Craig Sibbald and then if the Jets in the middle who's in the wings? It's Alan Forrest and Scott Pittman on the bench, Mealy, Robinson, McMillan, Serrano, Taylor Sinclair, Ambrose, Fitzwater, Poplatnik and Mullen. Well, as for some they defeated Livingston and Paisley in the opening day of the season. Richard Tate scoring in his debut that day, Gordon. But they've won just once in the league since then. That said, they haven't lost a game in more than seven weeks, but that barely scratches the surface of their own problems. They've missed games due to their own COVID crisis, and they're still awaiting the outcome of this probe into the call-offs against Hamilton and Motherwell. They've drawn three of their last four, including two against championship opposition in the Cup, and they needed that late John Obika goal to see off the league two leaders Queen's Park at Hamden last Saturday after Joe Shaughnessy's red card. Jim Goodwin, he's chosen not to appeal that dismissal, so the Irish defender starts his two-match ban today, but Obika again will be a key man for St Mirren. He leads the line in a 4-5-1 formation. Jack Annie can go the back four of Richard Tate, Marcus Fraser, Connor McCarthy and Brandon Mason. Across the middle, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Jamie McGrath, Sam Foley, Ethan Erhahon and Dylan Connolly, and then the lone frontman is Obika. Their subs, Linus, Sharon, Flynn, McAllister, Durmus, McPherson, Morias, Dennis and Erwin. And the referee at a very rainy Tony Macaroni Arena where a lovely rainbow has just disappeared behind the main stand is Wally Collum. That's three out of three Premiership fixtures hit by the Scotland under-21 COVID outbreak so far. Uh, Andrew McLean's looking ahead to Kilmarnock, Ross County. 
delighted to say it's not 4 out of 4. This game could have been affected because Ross County goalkeeper Ross Doohan was away with Scotland under 21, started both games, but he has not tested positive and he has not been considered a close contact either. So he comes back into the Ross County squad and starts for them today in what should be quite an intriguing tie, especially when you look at the league table because these two sides, they're in that crowded group behind the top four where it really looks as if any spot could be up for grabs this season. Neither really coming into this game in the best league form, but they do have a couple of wins each over the international break in the Betfred Cup, so we'll be hoping to carry that over into what is a really busy period, and if you think if any of the teams in that area of the table are able to put together a run of decent results over the winter period, they might fancy their chances at a top six finish, Kilmarnock usually there or thereabouts, so they'll certainly fancy it. Ross County, possibly dark horses as well, they've played some good football at times this season, they just need to get the results to match at the moment and it's always tight encounters between these two there was a, a draw earlier on this season two win or uh, sorry a win each it was last season and a draw so you'd maybe expect another t- uh, tight encounter today as well as for team news five changes for Kilmarnock out go Eastwood Rossi Malumbu Power and Whitehall in come Rogers Finlay Dicker Tishbola and Kabamba. a 4-4-2 for them Danny Rogers starts in goal. The back four, Aaron McGowan, Kirk Broadfoot, Stuart Finlay and Brandon Honstrup. The midfield four, Rory McKenzie, Gary Dicker, Aaron Tishbola and Mitch Pinnock with Eamon Brophy and Nicky Kabamba up top. The substitutes, Doyle, Rossi, Waters, Taylor, Burke, Kilty and Whitehall. As for Ross County, four changes from their Betfred Cup tie during the week. Laidlaw, Vigors, Hilton and Shaw go out. Income doing Kelly, Lacken and Peyton. A 4-5-1 for them today. Ross doing starts in goal. Tom Gravosti, Alex Jakovitti, Cole Donaldson and Josh Reed are the back four. Uh, midfield five, Regan Charles Cook, Stephen Kelly, Jordan Tilson, Charlie Lacken and Harry Peyton with Ross Stewart up top. The substitutes, Laidlaw, Morris, Mackay, Hilton, Watson, Wright and Williamson. The referee here at the Tony Macaroni Arena is Colin Stephen. And finally let's get team news from Tanadice. Dave Galloway is looking ahead to Dundee United, Hamilton Ackies. Thanks Gordon, Dundee United have certainly looked stronger in recent weeks, they are on a decent run, undefeated in six games in all competitions as they target a win in their bid to narrow a seven point gap on fourth place, however Hamilton's players and manager Brian Rice have certainly faced plenty flack of late as they followed their 8-0 thrashing by Rangers with defeat to League 2 Stranraer in the League Cup, Aki's propping up the rest of the Premiership, haven't won a league game since September and will obviously be very keen indeed to silence their critics. Let's look at Dundee United then. Just the one change for them. Ben Segrist is in goals in place of Dennis Mehmet. That's the only change. So it's Ben Segrist in goals. Back three of of, um, Mark Reynolds, Ryan Edwards and Mark Connolly. Uh, Midfield, uh, Liam Smith and Adrian Sporla, the uh, wing-backs in the middle. Jondo Fuchs, Paul McMullen and Callum Butcher up top for United. Nicky Clark and Mark McNulty. Substitutes, uh, Mehmet, Powers, Robson, Bolton, uh, Harks, Shankland, Fotheringham, Apare and uh, Nielsen. The substitutes, uh, sorry, Ben Ben Sterling, Lee Hodgson and Marius Ogempo uh, come in for Hamilton. Three changes for them. Out go Nathan Thomas, Lewis Smith and Andy Winter. So it's Ryan Fulton in goals at the back. Aaron Martin, Hakim Odefin, Brian Easton and Scott McMahon. Midfield, Ben Sterling, Ross Callaghan, Callum Smith, Scott Martin and Lee Hodgson. Up top, Marius Ogempo. Substitutes, Gourley, Hamilton, Hughes, Stanger, Mimno, Winter, uh, Movo, Monroe and Thomas. And the match referee at a very sunny but very cold indeed Tanadice, it's Craig Napier. 
Now Fraser did tell us that more clubs were going to break their silence on this Scotland under 21 Covid situation Aberdeen of course playing Rangers tomorrow Some of their main players were away with Scotland under 21s They have broken their silence I'll tell you all about it next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Cavens, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds We've got fantastic fixtures to look forward to this afternoon But these are strange times And everything is against that Covid backdrop And none more so than a bit of a health scare In the Scotland Under 21 camp this week Which has had a serious knock-on effect For the fixtures this afternoon David Turnbull uh, has tested positive Celtic have confirmed that We wish him well But he misses Hibs against Celtic today Uh, Granted uh, he perhaps wouldn't have started the game He's not played a lot But that's besides the point really isn't it When you you take everything into account We heard from Fraser Wisher Alan Campbell and Barry Maguire Missing for Motherwell They're isolating Motherwell seem a bit unhappy about this They say they've got questions They want the Scottish FA to answer and the latest is Aberdeen. Now remember, Aberdeen, due to face Rangers tomorrow, they will be without Lewis Ferguson, Connor McLennan, uh, Ross McCrory wouldn't have played anyway. So, because um, that's his parent club. So Aberdeen have issued a statement this afternoon. Aberdeen, highly disappointed to confirm upon returning from international duty, a member of the first team squad tested positive. The individual's asymptomatic. He's been self-isolating. But following guidance, two further first team players will be required to self-isolate for 14 days. So they haven't named the players, which is which is fine, all for keeping certain things private. But in, in terms of who misses the games, well, McLennan, Ferguson and McCrory were the three Aberdeen players who were away with Scotland under 21. So for one reason or another, all three will miss the trip to Ibrox tomorrow, Hugh, and talk about a blow for Derek McInnes. Massive blow. Uh, Ferguson is the joint top goal scorer in the league. Along with James Tavernier at Rangers He's also Aberdeen's best player uh, McCrory as you said Is ineligible anyway But Conor McLennan Another loss to uh, Derek McInnes If Aberdeen used the word Disappointed in their statement And uh, Motherwell Say that they have questions To ask the SFA In their statement I have to form the opinion Personal opinion That both clubs are unhappy with The attention to Pandemic protocols While the under 21 side were away And I think that's a question that the SFA will Now have to answer Because clearly Derek McInnes and Stephen Robinson feel There are issues there to be addressed We have to also say Of course That COVID-19 is a, a random killer Of thousands In this country In Scotland We have lost thousands Tragically Therefore Football clubs like other walks of life They have to be very very careful That everything is done properly To the letter And clearly Motherwell and Aberdeen Are of the opinion That something went wrong While Scotland's under 21 side Were in mm. Greece uh, Roger Hanna Just keen to get your thoughts on this It's a bit of a messy one Anyway We, we knew that These difficulties could potentially lie ahead But we're talking some high profile players now Aren't we And that's what's going to Bring it even more in, into the public discussion If you're talking David Turnbull and, and Lewis Ferguson and, and guys like that These are high profile players And affecting a number of clubs um, This is going to rumble on for quite some time Yeah um, If you go back to, to before the Greece game Gordon, If you remember after the Croatia game At Tynecastle for the 21s nine days ago I think one of the backroom staff tested positive And two others were identified as close contacts Now none of those three travelled to Greece 
for the final game in the group on Tuesday afternoon but clearly Covid was around the Scotland under 21 camp and the clubs you know Motherwell and Aberdeen as you say have already put statements out the clubs have every right to ask the SFA what measures were taken to protect their players now the SFA has a duty of care for these players when they're on international duty and you're right what you said at the top of the show when you were talking about David Turnbull Gordon the priority must be the health and welfare of these players and of the backroom staff now the SFA they've punished players they've punished clubs this season over breaches of the COVID-19 protocols there's an irony Aberdeen were one of the first who were punished by the SFA um, both players and the club itself Celtic were punished Volleyball and goalie was punished um, just this week George Edmondson and Jordan Jones have been punished with seven game bans for breaches of Covid-19 protocols so the clubs have now every right to go and ask the SFA what has been going on during this under 21 international camp I mean Fraser Wisher it's obviously a delicate situation this, this virus is, is, is everywhere in, in National teams are ca- Cristiano Ronaldo, for instance, at, at that level. You know he he's catching it. So th- there will be a point where you can only do so much. But if you're Motherwell or you're Aberdeen or you're Celtic, you want to know that everything's been done. Well, I don't think Aberdeen have had a positive test since that incident right at the start of, of August, and so so they'll be looking at it, thinking, well, okay, we're doing our bit. We've not had another case. What happened? And, and I think that's the question here. And and and. Everybody that's spoken this show is absolutely right. We have to look at this through through a prism of, of of health and safety. And there are people in hospitals struggling badly with this this horrible virus. And, and I don't think it's particularly about players having to be told to self isolate. And it's not about players you know who, who, have, who have caught it who are going to have to take time off. That's what happens. I think the questions are, are, are what happened behind the scenes that the clubs don't know about. You know, and, and I think it's a question now. And I was on a, a, a call during the week, a meeting with all the player unions across Europe and, and things like this. We were discussing it, and I think there is a view that we need to look at international matches and um, you know still play international football. And Neil Lennon was 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 um, critical of, of Steve Clark for playing Ryan Christie for the full games, but nobody said we shouldn't play international football. But wh- where is it necessary? Where do we have to play it now? We qualified for Euro 2020. We have had so much joy from it, and financially it's fantastic, so we get that. But maybe friendly internationals, maybe lesser sort of age group internationals need to be looked at because maybe international travel across the board, because you said there, Ronaldo, Mbappe, there's been players across the board and across the world, across Europe, have caught this, this horrible, horrible virus. So we need to limit that and play games that are only necessary. I mean, Roger, there's a few bits from the Aberdeen statement which jump out, one of which is the line which says that these developments will have a significant impact upon the integrity of its preparations and we'll be seeking urgent assurances from the Scottish FA to ensure players remain safe whilst on international duty. Um, The virus obviously doesn't pick out good players deliberately. It just so happens in this occasion, Lewis Ferguson, Aberdeen's main man, he's going to miss the game tomorrow. And and that's, I think, what, what Aberdeen are getting at in that line. Yeah, and as Fraser pointed out, Aberdeen have gone above and beyond what they needed to do with the COVID-19 protocols. I think Aberdeen were embarrassed at the start of the season by the incident with the COVID-8, if you like to call them, going out after that game, ironically, against Rangers on the the first day of the season. I think Aberdeen felt embarrassed by it, and they have redoubled their efforts to make sure that there were no more breaches of protocol among their players. And I don't think they've had a positive test since then. Um, You know, you've heard Neil Lennon speaking this season about how hard Celtic have worked. You hear Stephen Jenner talking about how hard Rangers have worked 
to make sure there are no breaches of protocol, you know, on a, on a sort of day-to-day basis. And when you see what happened to Edmondson and Jones and the reaction from the club, from Stephen Gerrard, from Stuart Robertson, they felt embarrassed at the behaviour of those two players. So the clubs are working extremely hard to, to basically satisfy the SFA and the SPFL and then they put their players into the care of the SFA for 10 days and something like this happens. So Aberdeen they will be livid at losing Lewis Ferguson tomorrow. Motherwell will be livid at losing Campbell and Maguire today. Celtic will be livid at losing Turnbull for today. And you can run that down the line for all of the 10 or 11 players who are involved in this. I mean, Hugh Keevans, I know this is tough for us to get our head around because we well, we always talk about sporting integrity, don't we? That, that phrase that... <laughs> That surrounds Scottish football at times But mm. Do we have to accept That this season Teams Success Or failure Might Genuinely depend On how well They escape Covid and, and, and I know that's difficult To yeah. to get our head around But that, that might be The reality of it It's an inescapable conclusion It sounds crass To even bring it up At a time when uh, Thousands of people In Scotland Have lost their lives mm. To Covid-19 um, But We're isolating football it's what we do on this programme And crass though it may sound Yes, the outcome of the major competitions Could be dependent upon how lucky you are With this random disease And the fact that clubs play Celtic are going to Prague midweek I think then, sorry, sorry about me, I finished there no, Carry no, on, no, me on I, you go. What I mean, uh, Alec, is that you know, Celtic are going to Prague uh, yeah. The international players have been to Serbia, to Slovakia, to Israel yeah. in the space of 10 days. Uh, Rangers will eventually go abroad for their Europa League ties. Such is the nature of football, it's unavoidable. Foreign travel is unavoidable. And we're already looking forward to World Cup qualifiers coming up in March. Uh, and you are taking your chances. Every time you board a plane, go into an airport, go abroad, you are taking your chances Because you are called an elite sports person It doesn't mean to say that you are immune From picking up this disease Yeah, I was just about to say Hugh, You're absolutely right in terms of taking your chances And it's about putting the protocols on I think this is what the clubs will be looking for Gordon, they'll be looking to try and make sure Everything was put in place And because of the nature and how it spreads You know, it, it, it's it's going to get everyone I think And you're absolutely right in what you say The teams that get it less may well benefit Further down the line And uh, you know, it's about trying to kind of do the right thing um, but you know Teams will suffer no, I agree with that I mean it is your luck Obviously The the better players you've got Who are involved in these High level games And boarding planes Absolutely. And representing your country The more likely You're going to Be pu- well, punished If punished the right word With them missing out I mean Lewis Ferguson Will be a huge loss For Aberdeen But Motherwell You look at Motherwell You know I sympathise with them A lot today Because they only found out A couple hours ago You know if you're Derek McInnes Yes, Ferguson is a huge miss But he's got time, real time To probably adjust and work on things today In the training pitch Motherwell didn't have that time They have to go into a game And it's a split You know, a, a split setting decision Where they have to change everything about So it's going to affect teams Throughout the rest of the season And you're totally right, Gordon It might just be your luck Who gets affected mm. less Will come out triumphant That's why I think that Rangers Issued a statement yesterday Saying no problem With two players being suspended For seven matches Because those two players Endangered every other Rangers player and employee And had they gone in to training And I know they did not And that was Rangers' good fortune 
Had they gone into training, who knows what might have followed on thereafter. And that, that's why I think Rangers yesterday held their hands up and said, seven game ban, no problem. Fraser, I know we now move towards a, a kind of FIFA level of discussion, but are we getting closer to a time when clubs will look to withhold players from going away international? Is, is that a realistic option? Is that something that, that could be around the corner? No, well, I certainly hope not. And under FIFA regulations, you know, the, you have to still turn up if you're if you're chosen. And players don't want that, and we don't want that. And, and I just reiterate the the joy that the national team brought us uh, in the last ten days as well. Never mind the finance and, into the game. I think we're at a stage where questions will be made about you know international friendlies um, and perhaps you know age group competitions as well because because that's where this is one has come from. And the, Roger was saying, I think the under 19s previously as well. It's something we're going to have to, to live with and these two teams have clearly got gripes perhaps to do with process and perhaps to do with information. I, I don't know the, the detail of it all but uh, there's questions going to have to be to be answered but uh, I, I certainly hope not. I know Neil Lennon was talking about the number of games and Ryan Christie playing three games in, 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 the, in quick succession. The, the spin-off from that is of course that players' value goes. If they, if they play well at international level then that's how they get uh, that's how they get their value increased and also if you're bringing in players from abroad sometimes they need a work permit and that relies on international appearances so there's all sorts of spin-offs here for, for clubs I think we have to look at unnecessary international football you know because players are doing enough travelling you think of the players who are playing international football and still playing European football for their clubs as well the amount of travelling these lads are doing there's been an awful lot of travel and games in recent weeks so I think that's where the, the angle come look at unnecessary international football and that might be the, the kind of trigger point to friendly games uh, lots of reaction coming in on Twitter at Clyde SSB As you would expect Davey says Very sad to see comments from fans of Glasgow sides Posting ignorant comments on players catching Covid They should hang their heads in shame I for one wish the players all the best Irrespective of what team they play for uh, Elsewhere coming on Ian Jones says I assume I, I've got a feeling there's a tongue in cheek coming here I assume the SFA will launch an investigation into themselves As they were pretty quick to launch Investigations against clubs In the SPFL Well, Time will tell on that one Right, Let's park it for now We are going to go back around the grounds We do have football on today Maybe not as many players available as we would like But some fantastic fixtures in the Premiership And we'll build up to kick off next The winning team All season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds as well Building up to five massive Premiership matches on a Saturday afternoon Hibs against Celtic, game of the day you would imagine at Easter Road But some great fixtures elsewhere Dundee United, Hamilton at Tannadice Kilmarnock, Ross County, Livy St Mirren and St Johnston Motherwell Unfortunately All of this has been played uh, Against the backdrop Of another Covid-19 story Really affecting Scottish football Today The likes of David Turnbull Alan Campbell Barry Maguire uh, Robbie McCrory All missing Aberdeen will be without Three Big players for them tomorrow Ross McCrory was out anyway Because he can't play Against his parent club But there will be No Lewis Ferguson Or Conor McLennan Either uh, at Ibrooks tomorrow So it's um, it's been quite a day If we try uh, just for a moment To get ourselves back to the actual football Let's go back to Easter Road And remind ourselves of that Celtic uh, team And of course the Hibs starting 11 as well With Alison Celtic first of all unchanged from that win At Motherwell before the international break Scott Bain in goal A back four of Jeremy Frimpong Near Beaton, Christopher Iyer and Deagle Laxalt in front of them, Cal McGregor and Scott Brown. Then it's the three of Ryan Christie, Tom Rogic and Mohamed Ilianusi up top, Albion Ayeti. On the bench, it is Barkas, Taylor, Duffy, Griffiths, Klamala, Cham, Edward, Elhamid and Henderson. 
for Hibbs, it's Ophir Marciano in goal. A back four of Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon and Sean Mackey. Alec Gogic sitting in front of them. Then the four of Martin Boyle, Stevie Mallon, Joan Yule and Jamie Murphy. Kevin Nisbet up top for Hibbs. On the bench for the Easter Roadside, Barnes, Gray, Wright, Gullen, Hallberg, McGinn, McGregor, Doidge and Bradley. And your referee at Easter Road this afternoon is Bobby Madden. Just how big a game is this for Celtic this afternoon, Hugh? We're, we're trying to get back to the, the bread and butter, if you like. We've had a brilliant international break. Well, it certainly started in, in brilliant fashion. Um, and it, we've kind of forgotten how intense it all was mm. on Celtic mm. just before we, we broke up. Well... By virtue of the fact there's a nine point gap between Celtic and Rangers And I'm aware of games in hand and all the rest of it But there's a nine point gap If Rangers over the course of the weekend were to make that a 12 point gap In other words Celtic lose Rangers win Then there has been a significant sea change in the progress of the, the title race Celtic are in a position where they simply have to win this game A draw and one point out of it is not good enough so they are in the same position that they were in when they played Motherwell and they responded to that magnificently and scored four goals and looked apart. That's what they have to do today. Quite simply, Rangers have an inbuilt advantage tomorrow. Aberdeen have lost their best players. I do believe the Rangers would have won the match anyway because of the defensive solidity that they have. Three goals lost all season and goal scorers in every department of the side. However, Aberdeen are seriously disadvantaged tomorrow Celtic need to win this game today There is no other way of looking at it Yeah, I mean, Mark The recent form before the break It's two wins in seven for Celtic Which obviously when you set your, your standard so high in recent seasons That's going to drop well below it mm. Would the international break have been welcomed by Neil Lennon For a chance to maybe take stock and, and, and get away from that spotlight every three days With matches rolling around Or does it come at a bad time Because you've won against Motherwell And you wanted to go and kick on from there Me personally, I think he would have quite enjoyed a break I, I think the, the spotlight being on him so much You know, from game to game The consistent, le consistent level just wasn't there for Celtic You know, he, he really didn't know what he was getting And, you know, you've got to say he was coming out One week defending his team He was coming out And the next week having a go at his players I think he would have enjoyed mm. a bit of downtime And then working with the players that were left at Lennox Town Alex, it's fascinating because Celtic's league form at Easter Road hasn't been great in recent seasons. They've not won in any of the last five league visits. They did win there uh, in the cup last year. To balance that out, though, Celtic's arguably their performance of the season came against Hibs, albeit in Glasgow. Yeah, they were very comfortable on that day, Gordon. They they terrorised uh, they terrorised Hibs, and uh, they'll have to go and try and put a performance on like that again today. Um, you know, Hibs will be coming out. You, for me, it always boils down to the midfield battle, Gordon. You know, you've got Stevie Mallon, Gogic and the boy Newell, who I quite like. But when you look at Celtic, they've got their main players back in. You've got McGregor, Brown and Rogic. So, for me, whoever gets the upper hand in that area today will go on and win the game. Uh, Fraser Wishart for Motherwell at St Johnston. It's a mixed bag. They, they'll they be bemoaning international football on one hand because they're without Alan Campbell and Barry Maguire. But on the other, they must be so proud of... Declan Gallagher, Stephen O'Donnell And hope that they can use that To, to kick themselves on to even better dom uh, domestic form Yeah absolutely Both were, were outstanding And Declan Gallagher playing in, in all the games Stephen O'Donnell in the, the two games I thought was, was terrific as well And beginning to even nail down that right wing back uh, position Which I, I think suits him Because he can get forward a lot more and, and I think that would be a bit of a disappointment for, for Stephen Robinson you know we talked earlier that, that they found out at 11 o'clock this morning so you'd imagine that uh, the team and the, the shape and the chat would have been around 
uh, Mark O'Hara playing beside Declan Gallagher because he's been outstanding at centre back in, in recent weeks and even Stephen Robson talking about perhaps being a Scotland cap at that t- that level at that position where he played as a youngster but because of the, the COVID issues he's had to reshuffle his pack and put Mark O'Hara into the midfield area because Barry Maguire and uh, Alan Campbell are both out and he's brought in Beavis Mugabe so it'll be interesting to see how that affects, uh, affects the, the middle back four although Mugabe and Gallagher have played, played together so bit of turmoil in the lead up to it and I think they'll find it hard against St Johnson. I've seen them a few times this year and we always talk about the, the lack of goals but they're actually a good footballing team and they're quite solid at the back, they've got good midfield players but they've, they've formation now 3-4-3 and it's a genuine 3-4-3, they play Witherspoon and Conway right up. I think they'll cause problems today for, for, for the Motherwell defence and I quite fancy St Johnson just to pinch this by the odd goal. Uh, to the Tony Macaroni briefly, Roger Hanna Livy against St Mirren. Uh, St Mirren clearly having a, a bit of a difficult season after starting uh, pretty well they've had Covid problems they've had form problems um, they've scored only 6 goals in 11 games so they've uh, quite a lot of room for improvement yeah there most certainly is and this is a big game for them already Gordon because they are 4 points behind Livingston going into the game if they were to lose here at Tony Macaroni today and it becomes 7 it begins to look as if St Mirren and Hamilton might be getting isolated at the bottom of the, the Premiership and you don't want that in any season far less a season of uncertainty like this so Jim Goodwin will demand more of his players today he'll, he'll look to John O'Beaker who scored the winner at Hamden against Queen's Park when they were down to 10 last week and, and he'll try desperately to try and get some support up to John O'Beaker. You know, you look at the Livingston team and, and you know, we joke about J. Emmanuel Thomas, the jet up front, but he's got support round about him. He's got good players, Alan Forrest in form. Scott Pittman's always a threat in front of goal. He's got the likes of Jason Holt and Craig Sibble coming from deep positions. You look at the St Mirren team and you wonder where the support to Obika is going to come from. Yes, they're strong in the bench. Lee Irwin's in the bench. Junior Marias, Christian Dennis, all attacking playoff strikers. But in the starting 11, you just wonder who is going to help Obika. And they do need to get bodies round about them if they start scoring the goals that would keep them in this division. Yeah, I mean, at the bottom, Hamilton Aki's go to Tannadice today. Something's got to give Dave Galloway because Aki's have conceded 20 goals in their last four games. But Dundee United just seem to draw every game nil-nil at the moment. So what's going to happen this afternoon? Yeah, it's a very intriguing one, isn't it? You would think a victory would really give everyone at Aki's a massive lift. You know, they've only managed that twice in 12 Premiership matches. Very harsh learning curve for the team with the youngest starting lineup in the top flight. You know, they've not lost five league encounters in succession for for three and a half years. You know, they, they need to tighten up as a defensive unit, obviously. 19 goals conceded in the last four games. Um, and that has kind of undone some pretty good work at the other end of the pitch. You know, they've outscored Dundee United, St. Johnson, Ross County and St. Mirren. So, like you say, a, a very intriguing one. And finally to the, was it, the Billy Bowie Special Project Stadium at Rugby Park. It just rolls off the tongue. Uh, Andrew McLean, Kelly... Um, against Ross County my favourite stat and when I say favourite Andrew you know I pick out one every week that's going to send people to sleep Um, Alan Power Ian Vigers are they both playing? Uh, I know exactly what you're going to say as well and neither of them are starting that's something I'd looked at as well I forgot the the two most booked players in the league go ahead no neither of them are playing forget that scrap it yeah well it's Goals is maybe the thing that both teams are looking for as well in this one. I know we've said it about a lot of games today and Fraser Wishart was talking about his game, how he, he felt like that might not have many goals in it, which is a normal Fraser Wishart game to be fair. But in this one, I'm not expecting it to be high scoring either. Kilmarnock with four in their last five in the top flight. Ross County only two in that same time frame and they're really needing their goal scor- scorers to step up to the plate. It actually looked as if Ross County had cracked it in the last few weeks because Ollie Shaw had five in his last six games. He'd scored in each of their last four as well, but... 
he's out injured today Ross Stewart he offers the offers the Ross County side so much he sometimes plays out wide sometimes plays up top only has two league goals in 14 games so far this season and Eamon Brophy and Nicky Cabamba who start up, up top as a partnership again today they only have one goal between them since September we know they've got goals in them it's just about whether they can get the service or whether they're capable of creating the chances today Kilmarnock have freshened up their side a few guys who impressed in their Betfred Cup fixtures the likes of Aaron McGowan Brandon Hornstrup and Mitch Pinnock as well they they played in those games haven't played much but they're starting today so Alex Dyer clearly freshening it up and, and hoping for some goals today for in many ways it's been a frustrating afternoon already a disappointing afternoon lots of Covid-19 cases and self-isolation affecting the games today but we do have big games let's look forward to them Hibs against Celtic Dundee United Hamilton Kelly Ross County Livy St Mirren and St Johnston Motherwell in the top flight and the kickoffs are next the fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Will there be one last chance For either side We must be nearly there The four minutes must be nearly gone It is a minimum of four minutes of course And Celtic have scored within that time So you would expect it to be a little bit longer um, and it is full time Easter Road, Alison Conroy. Full time at Easter Road, Hibs to Celtic to Diego Laxalt scoring an injury time to salvage a point for Celtic in the capital. Celtic had the bulk of the chances early on. A Yeti shot from the edge of the area high over the bar. Ryan Christie took aim from the edge of the box, but Marciano pushed it wide. Then Marciano spilled the ball just before half time, but managed to gather before Celtic could put it into the net. Into the second half and Hibbs won a penalty in the 50th minute when Martin Boyle was brought down in the box by Celtic captain Scott Brown. Up stepped Nesbitt but he was denied by Scott Bain but Jamie Murphy was there to score the rebound into the far corner of the net. It was 2-0 Hibbs in the 59th minute. Nesbitt on the half volley, a great finish to double the lead. Watson Edward came off the bench and his low shot was saved by Marciano before Celtic were awarded a penalty in the 80th minute for a handball. It was Watson Edward that stepped up and made no mistake to pull one back for Celtic. Then just as it looked like time was running out, Diego Laxalt into injury time, smashed the ball in off the bar from the free kick to make it 2-2 and take a point for Celtic. So full time in the capital, it finished Hibs 2, Celtic 2. At Livingston, it's finished there, let's go to Roger Hanna. It's finished Livingston nil. St Mirren won a huge win for St Mirren and a first goal for the club for Jake Doyle Hayes. The former Aston Villa kid blazed a second half winner to take the buddies four points clear of Hamilton at the bottom of the Premiership table. Just a third league win of the season, two of them against Livy. Moves St Mirren closer to the host and to Ross County in the bottom four and it points to better times ahead for Jim Goodwin after a horrible autumn of postponements, positive Covid tests and disciplinary probes. They could have fallen behind after three minutes. Alan Forrest shot from distance pushed out by goalkeeper Jack Annick straight to G. Emmanuel Thomas but he went, headed wide on the rebound when he should have hit the target similar chance at the other end after 9 minutes Max Stryek who's in goal for Livy because of Ro- Robbie McCrory's positive Covid test he punched out a free kick only as far as St Mirren captain Sam Foley his flying header going beyond the far post Ethan Erhohan had a shot from distance blocked by Kieran Brown as St Mirren pushed for a breakthrough but at the other end they had a let off after 32 minutes Conor McCarthy's slice clearance falling for Emmanuel Thomas and he was denied by a smart block 
block by Marcus Fraser. In the second half, Alan Forrest side footed a shot from just inside the box, but it was pushed away by Anik. And then Jamie McGrath had a shot that hit Levy defender John Guthrie in the back and spun behind from the call for a corner. From that set piece, St Mirren took the lead. McGrath's delivery it was knocked out to Doyle Hayes in the edge of the box, and he flashed a shot beyond strike, possibly with a little deflection. It flew into the back of the net. And McGrath, he then freed Dylan Connolly. The cross was turned away by Kieran Brown just as John O'Beaker looked to make it 2-0 on the hour. Then another McGrath corner. It was cleared again to the edge of the box. Brandon Mason's shot blocked by Stevie Lawson. Livingston didn't present anything of an attacking force near the end when you expected him to push for an equaliser. Jack Hannick in his defence easily seeing out the closing stages for a deserved three points for the visitors. And a big three points for the visitors. Livingston nil, St Mirren 1. It's also finished at Kilmarnock. What a game Andrew McLean witnessed there this afternoon. Kilmarnock 3, Ross County 1, the full-time score at Rugby Park. And what a win this is for the home side, who play almost all of the game with 10 men. Things look bad for them. Just eight minutes in when Stuart Finlay took a really poor touch at the edge of his own box. Ross Stuart nipped in. He stole it off the defender, and as Finlay tried to recover... Finlay uh, slid in, he caught Ross Stewart and was shown a straight red card but despite that, it was Kilmarnock who went ahead after 14 minutes, Mitch Pinnock whipping in a nice ball from the right hand side, Eamon Brophy getting in at the near post and heading in but just before half time, Ross County levelled things, Stephen Kelly took a short corner it was played back to him, a lovely curled ball into the box and Tom Gravosti flicked a header into the back of the net. There was a real lack of chances early in the second half with Kilmarnock looking organised, Ross County unable to break them down. Then out of nowhere, Kilmarnock got a penalty. Called Donaldson fouling Mitch Pinnock, upstep Nicky Kabamba to send the goalkeeper the wrong way and put the host back in front. Ross County did have a few chances to get back into the game. Ross Stewart nicking in at the front post. He put Josh uh, Reed's cross over the bar. The ball also fell nicely for Jermaine Hilton at the back post from a corner, but his goal-bound effort was blocked by Charlie Hornstrup. And just before the end, Kilmarnock broke forward and substitute Chris Burke wriggled past a couple of challenges and smashed one into the back of the net to make it three goals and a massive three points for Alex Dyer's side. The full-time score at Rugby Park, 10-man Kilmarnock 3, Ross County 1. Not quite finished at McDermott Park yet We've got a bit to go It is finished at Tannadice Another great game this afternoon Dave Galloway Dundee United 2 Hamilton 1 The first half saw both teams working hard But goalmouth thrills and spills Were in rather short supply Hamilton created the first meaningful chance Hodson cross for Ogempo But his header went wide Nicky Clark flashed a 30 yard free kick Narrowly passed at the other end But neither keeper really had much to do at all Both sides certainly up to tempo After the interval plenty back to front football McNulty flicked the ball into the Ake's box And Fulton got to the ball just before Clark to avert the danger 65 minutes gone and Hamilton broke the deadlock, lovely cross from McMahon headed in by Callaghan at the back post, 11 minutes later it was 1-1, good work by Smith on the right hand side and he crossed in for Clark to sweep low into the net, after 80 minutes Clark struck again, he volleyed home really well after McNulty's header on, a fine finish indeed Aki's then blew a golden chance to equalise handball by Jamie Robson in the box but Callaghan ballooned his penalty kick way over the bar. Then in injury time almost another one for United. McNulty's powerful drive on the angle was parried behind by Fulton. Much more to enthuse about after the break. Dundee United 2 Hamilton 1 and my Clyde 1 super scoreboard man of the match Nicky Clark. Final full time of the afternoon comes in Perth. St Johnston against Motherwell's done. Fraser Wishart's going to tell us all about it. St Johnston 1 Motherwell 1. We could only have wished for some of the drama Easter Road and elsewhere in the Premier 
Premiership. This is a really poor game in freezing conditions. First half was better. Marco Hara got an open on 17 minutes. It was cancelled out by a Stevie May penalty, but nothing really happened in the second 45. The goal from O'Hara was in 17 minutes against the run of play. Good one-touch play on the right-hand side. O'Hara wasn't involved. He continues running to the box. I mean, Liam Polar's shot was blocked. O'Hara smashed the loose ball past Clark with his left foot. Since a blow in 29 minutes, Murray Davidson stretched off. He fell awkwardly after a, an aerial challenge, but they got the deserved equaliser on 33. Beavis Mugabe, a clumsy, needless challenge inside the penalty box, a definite penalty. And Stevie May picked himself up after being filled and smashed the, the penalty kick past the diving Chapman. Witherspoon headed just wide before the break, then O'Hara at the other end, again similarly, six yards out just wide, and Devante Cole just on the break, lovely turn inside the box, low, low shot with his left foot, a really good save by Clark, but then we came to the second half and little of note at all throughout the full 45, neither goalkeeper threatened, and not a save to make as the game came a procession of misplaced passes and mistakes, several substitutions, O'Halloran, Kane on for Saints, long on for Motherwell, but the substitutions didn't change the game. Adjacent Kerr header down to the six-yard box from Witherspoon corner. Steve May got a touch, but not strong enough, and Chapman saved at the post. Then half chances from Liam Gordon with a header from McNamara across, and Witherspoon firing wide from 20 yards. A closer Motherwell came to scoring. Stephen O'Donnell got himself forward to about 20 yards out, but pulled his 20-yard shot wide before Chris Kane had a wee half chance at the back post. Corner of the six-yard box, very busy in front of him, and he volleyed the ball over the bar, and the game just petered out to a 1-1 draw. They started late morning Covid drama from Motherwell so Stephen Robinson might be fairly happy with an away point full time at McDermott Park St Johnson 1 Motherwell 1 what an afternoon it has been in the big game in the capital Hibs were 2-0 up Celtic rescued a point it finished 2 all. is that enough for you Celtic fans how do you feel this evening the lines are open and we want to hear from you 0141 951 1025 it's your chance to have your say and it's coming next after the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here to take your calls and I've got a funny feeling it might be a busy hour, Hugh Evans. The headline from this afternoon is an obvious one. It's in the capital, it's at Easter Road and it's Celtic dropping Two points They were 2-0 down It could have been worse They fought back well at the end To rescue a point But the question is Is that enough for the Celtic fans this evening? I cannot bring myself to think That they rescued a point They lost two points And if Rangers win tomorrow They go 11 points clear of Celtic The league is slipping away from Celtic The manager is under severe pressure The players all season long Have looked as if They are not the team they once were the captain is not the player he once was And all over the park There's fragility And I just think that the league is now slipping away from Celtic This is the place to be between now and 6 o'clock Because we're going to hear from you Lots of you And we're going to hear from the managers Who were involved at the coalface this afternoon In the Premiership in Scotland Hibs 2, Celtic 2 Dundee United 2, Hamilton Ackies 1 Kilmarnock 3, Ross County 1 Livingston nil, St Mirren 1 And St Johnston 1 Motherwell won They were all played Against the backdrop Of a Covid outbreak In the Scotland Under 21 squad Which robbed Various teams Of their players today Like David Turnbull Alan Campbell Barry Maguire Robbie McCrory And has also robbed Derek McInnes Of Lewis Ferguson And Conor McLennan as well as Ross McCrory Who wouldn't have played anyway For the trip to Ibrox tomorrow In the Championship today Are both nil Morton nil Air United 2 Dundee nil Inverness 2 Wraith Rovers nil And Queen of the South 2 Alloa Athletic nil In Scottish League 1 Clyde 3 Montrose 2 Falkirk 1 Cove nil 
4 for 1 Airdrie 3 Partick Thistle 2 East 5 0 And Peterhead 1 Dumbarton 0 In Scottish League 2 Edinburgh City 0 Stranraer 1 Queen's Park 3 Brecon 0 Stenhouse Muir 1 Annan 2 And Stirling Albion 1 Elgin City 2 As always we'll finish with the English Premier League Just a couple of games Newcastle 0 Chelsea 2 And Aston Villa 1 Brighton 2 0141 951 1025 Let's do it Mark and Hamilton Sum up how you're feeling tonight Absolutely shocking We've got a, I'm going to ask the guys I've got a couple of questions But the first one is I'd like to ask the guys One at a time Tell me why Neil Lennon shouldn't be sacked Tonight I couldn't give you an answer to that um, I think the Celtic have 25 games to go uh, In order to save 10 in a row Win the league title uh, I don't get the feeling That this is like watching a new Lennon of old It's not like watching a Scott Brown of old um, And the team are not responding to the manager The manager's been getting poor results domestically and in Europe It's only the domestic ones that count He's not getting, as they say today, a tune out of the players And there are 25 games to go The board, Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond Have a big call to make It may be that the games in hand It's will, one game now isn't you Yeah that, that that may be What After tomorrow Allows it to, Neil yeah. Lennon to hold on But at the moment The whole season Just has not been good enough Mark I have to agree with that I think um, the, Why should Neil Lennon not be I, sacked That's Mark's question yeah, to you I think we, Peter Lawwell and, and the board Will look at The amount of games played I think if it was level pegging in games There'd be more likely a chance of it happening, but I just think they would wait to its level pegging in games and see where the points different stands. That's why I think he'll, he'll still remain um, at Celtic. I think the Laxall go, go potentially saves his job, Gordon, um, because if, he, if they'd have lost that today and the manner uh, that they, they performed as well, and I think that's one of the things you have to factor in how they're playing, it's not been great. And the fact that they've got eight po- eight points with a game in hand, if they win their, their game in hand, it's five points. Now, over the next couple of weeks, if that is increased, that lead by Rangers, then I think mm. he's in serious trouble. Mark, you said you were disgusted. What disgusted you today? Well, I can't believe I'm sitting listening to what the guys are saying there. This is a guy who, Alec, you're saying there are two games in hand. They two games in hand are no, it's points on the board. They've never got the points on the board, and the, watching that manager. And what he does And he substitutes And who he plays It's absolutely Mind-boggling What he does We wait to be go behind today Before he makes a, a change There's a guy up front today Number 10 A Yeti My goodness There a guy scored A couple of goals And I know he's not been He's been like the rest In this season But he's got He scored a couple of goals For France I might there And he leaves him On the bench well, that's been really the other story. Mind. It's absolutely mind-boggling That's, what, been, what, the, that's been the other story Of Celtic season Uh Mark. Mark, because you know a Yeti five million pounds doesn't look like the the goods to me. The goalkeeper five million pounds sitting on the bench now. The number three goalkeeper is now the number one goalkeeper. Uh, Shane Duffy brought in, not done the job. The whole thing is gradually falling apart. Mark the the Edward uh, thing for me, Mark the, the Edward thing for all everybody in the studio. The three pundits in here today were kind of taken back. He didn't start the game uh, You look at Ayeti I don't think he's scored In about seven games either. Certainly looks wrong now Obviously No but we say that At the top but, of the show Gordon Yeah but given that It was just 
an unchanged winning team You don't understand that Going, yeah. in, going into the match Yeah but it won't be the, the first time That a winning team's been changed To bring yep. in your main man Which is Edward And uh, when you've seen the impact That he did Now after what 65-70 minutes Whatever it was We have come on here And Hugh's gone Well they'll do well We'll get back in the game I'm saying one goal changes it But when you've got Edward on the pitch mm-hmm. he, he is If he's at it The star man in that Celtic team I think there's an argument At this stage Where Neil Lennon's come under some pressure I think there is an argument for playing your best, your strongest team, eleven, regardless of if you've won four one from the week before. And I, I get that I get his five million quid, but Edwards worth more than that. And I, I just thought coming off of France, mm. Edwards should have played today. Mark, did I hear you say it's gone? You don't think there's any chance Celtic come back and win the league from here? No, no, no chance, Gordon. The, the thing is, I watched Neil beside the part. And yet he's done nothing for 45 minutes a day. He's one touch and he nearly taken out the security guy, the only person that's in the stand behind the goals. But Neil Lennon's problem is he's not got the bottle to change it after the first half. His is all 65, 70 minutes before he makes a change. Oh, and it was 58 today, just, just so that we're, we're, we're being accurate. I was thinking it was 58, 59. Well, Sam watched this guy. You've got to make changes and put your, your job. He's put his job on the line tonight and he should be sacked. I yet he done nothing. Bring on the big guy. Give him forty five minutes. He's he's just he's got to be sacked tonight. That's my opinion. He's we're going nowhere with him now. Well, I'll tell you what. Nowhere. Let's let's bring in Frank and Kilmarnock. Frank, same question to you. Sum up how you're feeling tonight. Mark said disgusted. How would you describe it? Um, I think Mark's not far off. Um, disgusted by a number of things. Um, I thought that performance for seventy five minutes was embarrassing. There was a number of players not fit to wear the jersey. The manager, you guys know I'm on club. I, I came on after the Rangers game and said then um, that if Celtic wanted to try and rescue 10 in a row, he should have went then, go with dignity. And, um, he's a Celtic man and I don't, I'm don't. i not one of these people that hate him. Um, I just think that he's lost the team, he's lost the dressing room. Um, I was sitting there at half-time, a bit like Mark just said, um, Sitting there scratching my head thinking, surely any decent manager would sit there and go, Ayeti needs to come off and now you get Edward on. I was baffled it took to 60 odd minutes, like beyond belief. Um, where I slightly disagree with Mark is I've not yet given up hope. Um, I would say there's a less than 20% chance of Celtic winning the league as it stands. But what I, I spoke to your producer and I said to him, if we keep Neil Lennon one more game, there's a 0% chance in my opinion I think the man needs to go now I disagree with Mark Wilson um, Loved him in a Celtic jersey But why would you wait for the two games in hand Because that team is showing no form To suggest that they'll win those two games in hand They've only won two out of eight games There's every chance they're going to get beaten Thursday night In Prague, the change needs to happen now It has to happen now Or ten in a row Go and take the trophy And deliver it to the Ibrox Strip trophy room Frank who would you get in? Yeah, Obviously you've, you're saying Neil has to go But just yes. I know that we, we were discussing it In a break as well Earlier on If that was the case T- To me there's, there's Celtic are a massive club But you're in the middle of a crisis And you're in the middle of a season So it's quite a tough one um, There's a person that I would Like to see back um, And you probably know Who I'm going to say I think tactically He would be good Motivational Um Gordon Strachan might not be the obvious candidate, but I think he knows the team. He watches Scottish football, so he knows he knows what these these players are falling apart on. Um, the number of players that aren't coming up to scratch, and he's the sort of player. Listen, if it was longer term, I'd like somebody like an Eddie Howe, somebody like that. There's a lot of decent managers out there, but. I don't know guys I'm a bit that's why, used by what's going on with Celtic just now That's why the weekend is the watershed moment for Celtic 
There are 25 league games left It is a long time For the Celtic supporters to go From November to May Knowing they're not Going to get 10 in a row Therefore do you make a change of manager In the belief that They might get 10 in a row Over the space of 25 games That's what Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell Have to consider over this weekend It looks to me And the whole season tells you the story It looks to me As if Neil Lennon can't get out of these players What the Celtic supporters require him to get out of them Frank, you want the manager to be relieved of his duties But do you think that will happen? No, that's my fear No, because the obvious I've never known a Celtic manager to survive A doing that we got in uh, home against Part of Prague I am astonished that Neil Lennon was in the dugout today to me, there was a two-week window there. If you're going to make a change, that was the ideal time to do it. Granted, a lot of players were away on international duty. That's my fear that we won't make the change. Um, my hope is we do it because the hope is if we do it, I still believe ten in a row could happen. If we don't do it, I believe ten in a row is gone. Do you think a defeat today would have been enough then? Um, no, I, I don't think that no. even Laxalt's last-minute goal makes a, an iota of a difference. One point to zero points when you are sitting as far back as you are from Rangers is is not a difference to me. I, I just think in this vital season, a draw is not snatching a draw. It's, it's, I think it was you to say that it's two points dropped. Don't, don't look at it any other way other than it's two points dropped. Yeah, it's, it's not a rescue. Didn't rescue a point. Left two behind I wonder if we're just Getting bogged down in semantics They're 2-0 down With less than 10 minutes to go They get a 2-2 draw That's rescuing a point I'm not saying that makes it a good result It's just a phrase people use If you are losing And you then come back You've rescued a point Yeah but at the same time You've also dropped two Absolutely There's no denying that that. And the dropping of two Is the the most crucial You're in a league race Um, All season long This has been the tale Defensive frailty uh, and Celtic have had the most peculiar results As I say, to lose four goals at home to Sparta Prague They are an embarrassment in Europe uh, And they have lost very, very badly to Rangers And they have dropped two points today It's slipping away without shadow of a doubt You disagree though Alex You do think, undeniably, that Diego Laxalt's goal saved Neil Lennon's job tonight Yeah possibly Gordon Because it's such an important goal Because if they come on the back of that Now I was actually just looking at the Celtic team uh, You know we've looked over years You mentioned it uh, quite often about Scott Brown The impact he's not having that impact anymore It's uh-huh. something that Neil's going to have to look at going forward McGregor for me is one of the best midfielders If not the best midfielders in Scotland He is below par as well And so these are the key guys The only guy I can say at Celtic That came out with kind of flying colours today Was Christie He's the one guy that actually does it And he, he kind of petered out as the game wore mm. on But he is the guy that kind of gets the team going I'm looking at the rest of them Laxalt obviously gets a, a, a point with the goal at the death Frimpong's not having the same impact either So you're looking around the team Mark Where these guys were very prominent But you're yeah. not getting that at the moment I think I think Pierre Lowell Hugh touched on it perfectly This weekend is a, is a big moment for them Because you know Franks came on and, and Mark on before I think a lot of the Celtic fans are feeling very similar to these guys that they've seen it too many times this season and as another week too long to go on and hope I mean a lot of Celtic fans might have thought they were back to winning ways against Motherwell and looking their best but it's stumbled again today and lucky to get away with a point it's a big decision over the weekend but I just don't think they'll make it until they're level pegging 
and the amount of games they've played domestically. But that could be ages, or that could, could be, be gone that, by then. Well, you're forgetting perhaps, where we're at with yeah, the scheduling. Yeah, yeah. If perhaps. it's not already, um, yeah. Frank, just before we let you go, it seems like a long time ago, but the first half was actually all right, wasn't it? I don't think there was much in it. Um, it was goalless at the break. The big moment to to sort of kick it off for Celtic is the penalty that they concede. What did you make of Scott Brown's part in that? Um, crazy, absolutely crazy. It, um, the ball's going away. It's almost going out either for a corner by I can't remember. Just a crazy challenge, uh, and to me it was a stonewaller. I've seen one or two people disagreeing, but I'd say it's a stonewaller. But actually, if you pull it back, it goes back to a crazy challenge for Beaton just after the halfway line. Um, needless challenge. Celtic were actually on the attack because I've had a penalty themselves, by the way, um, for a handball by the new rule. Um, they, they, they had to break up the park, and that's the thing as a Celtic fan, and we all agree, and we all can see it. This team is absolutely leaking goals. Hibs were fast, they've got Boyle and uh, the boy Nisbet who both terrorised them at times and I think Alex Ray said something spot on by the way, the wee um, Frimpong probably needs a rest for the team and get Alhamid back in because the boy looks devoid of uh, confidence mind you, most of them do Yeah, I, I agree with you and the thing is I know when you're bringing in a young guy, sometimes form dips, for me, I've said to Gordon Duncan many times, if you cut the, the, the channel off and you have somebody who can match him with legs and pace to match his run He's pretty ineffective Now don't get me wrong The boys showed great promise In the early uh, months As you rightly said there Elhamid may, we, may be the way forward I mean Mark This this sums it up though That there are various issues here That the Celtic fans want to address mm. When she dip into some of the personnel I mean Frank's talking about Frimpong He might be the least of the worries In some people's minds That Scott Brown was one That came up with the way He gave away the penalty we all know the headlines from today You've left your main man on the bench You've got a £5 million striker Who doesn't really make an impact today Your big money goalkeeper is signed He's it's, on the bench Your big money centre back He's not cutting it He's on the bench everybody Yeah it, There's very few That escape criticism This season for Celtic I would probably put Ryan Christie Maybe in there He's he's always looked a bright spark But everyone um, Has played their part in this the management team and the players have played their part in this run that Celtic have went through. And and Frank touched on a good point. I mean, the ease to score against Celtic just now is for the, uh, there for all to see. It's incredible how easy it is to score against them. And you, you're never going to win leagues or progress in Europe if you're that easy to play against. And that's the problem. Celtic are so open and too many Individual errors Have cost them time and time again this season Thank you to Frank and Mark on the lines It's been one way traffic so far All the calls, all the tweets Suggesting Celtic fans think Neil Lennon's time is up Is there anyone out there who disagrees with that? It's always good to hear both sides 01419511025 We'll speak to you next The games are over The talking begins 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here to take your calls It's been quite the day of Scottish football drama In almost every game across the Premiership and beyond We've got another Covid crisis unfortunately uh, Robbing teams of some significant players across the board But most of the attention it has to be said tonight On the game at Easter Road We're hoping to hear from Neil Lennon very soon To find out what he made of the 2-0 draw against Hibs What did John Paul and Faldhouse make of it? Sum it up for us John Paul even Gordon Arvain, Mark, uh, I don't know, I've actually lost for words um, again, you know, and I'm going to start with coming on and saying I have a lot of respect for Neil and you know, and, and I look like a lot of Celtic fans, he done well coming in last year or the year before and, and saving our season you know, after Roger leaving, but there comes a time 
And I don't know how many times I've said this this season where that that doesn't count, you know, that's in the past. You know, I had a job today this year and it was one ten in a row, you know, we we got that um virtual nine in a row celebration, you know, last year and everybody looked happy it was all talking about the season and as soon as the season started, after the first game of the season, we dropped point eight to Manor, then all the stories coming out. You look at the team defensively all over the place, you have Laxalt and Frimpong who are told I, I, I imagine they're told to bomb forward. You've got Rogic, obviously Christie playing higher up. If a team breaks in you, which it's happened numerous times this season, you've either got Brown in front of Ayer or Beaton or Duff and Beaton, you know, and none they're too they're too slow. We're very exposed. We concede very soft goals and teams know they can sit in and catch them in the counter. The day Celtic were lucky to be two and a a chance in the first half, a chance in the second half, it could have been four two today. You know, one ball over the top and caught him behind. The amount of times Ayer turned round and looked at Lacks out of this to say, That's just one ball over the top. You know, he's out of position and he's coming in, he's a, a new guy coming to Scottish football, you know, Lennon Lennon's sitting in the dugout, you know, he looks he looks dejected, you know, you're your captain. You you need you need you need a win. You need a win today. It's a must win game. You're away to one of the toughest places and your captain goes and makes a, a foul of that. That isn't Scott Brown. That isn't it's fighting to save a manager's job. It looks to me and to many Celtic fans that he doesn't really care if he makes that error that he's going to try and win a board at 30 100 to his you know what 30 on, on that point then John Paul that leads us actually into an, an interesting discussion because Michael sent a message in and I wanted to put it to you anyway as a, as a fellow Celtic fan Michael's take on it is that the players are to blame not Neil Lennon and if we take that incident then with Scott Brown you know how how is that Neil Lennon's fault or, or is that an example of where the players need to take more responsibility yeah, of course, of course Neil Lennon can't control what Neil Lennon can't control what Scott Brown or, or other players do in the park. You know, players have got to take a blame. But I'm a great believer in players know if they want to play for their manager. And right now, it doesn't look like Neil Lennon can get that out then. It looks like that they're not interested in the going to make any accusations, but it looks like they're disinterested. Scott Brown wouldn't make that tackle if he knew how to win the game. He's not the Scott Brown the old, he's no he got up and he walked over to the referee and they came and confronted him. You know, that's that's down to whatever's went on in the background. But Lennon, defensively, has to get it sorted because defensively we've not been good enough. That is, that's 14 goals in eight games. That's two wins in eight games on two wins in nine games. That isn't good enough for a Celtic manager going for 10 in a row. I, d- I don't know how, m- how much time he's got left, you know, and I would like to know what the guys think. Of it. Two and eight, know. Hugh, it's not, no, doesn't no, make no, pretty no. reading. And no. I know that AC Milan and whatever and Rangers within that, but two and eight. Scott Brown, can't lift the players The manager Can't lift the players The season has been Filled with Barely believable results uh, The league is now Slipping away That's why It is watershed Weekend Either Dermot Desmond And Peter Lawwell Give a new manager 25 games In the league To see if he can Turn this around Or They trust Neil Lennon And Which option would you pick? What's your take on that right now As it stands tonight I would change the manager I don't think he can get What is required to be got Out of the players He looks to me As if he's tired And Scott Brown Sadly as I say Stellar career But he looks finished to me And I don't see Celtic Turning this around As things stand Unless They have a go Hmm. With a new manager Who might lift this, The whole club Scott Brown's finished How many times Have we heard that Mark Wilson And he proves people wrong Time and time again Now Such is the nature of 
time And the way it progresses One day that will be right One day he will, be, he will truly be finished And he mm. won't prove people wrong Is that time now? No I don't think he's finished Yeah I have to disagree with that I don't think he's playing Particularly well I don't think he's playing uh, To the same high standards As he has done I still think he's got an important part To play at Celtic I do um, Now he's getting older Maybe It is You know Time for him to come out for Maybe a couple of games But I still think he's got an important part to play At Celtic I wouldn't say he's finished by a long shot I, I, I said a few weeks ago though, See when you start coming out Gordon Having been there When you start coming out And you're not playing When you do go in you don't have the same impact because your fitness drops psychologically. Mm-hmm. You're no up to what so, you need so you to do. Th- you think it's one or the other. Either Celtic need to make a serious commitment to trying Olivier and Cham or Absolutely. whatever, or Scott Brown plays nearly every week. You yeah. think it's one or the other. One or the other. And when I'm, the performances that I'm actually seeing Scott Brown put in at the moment, because he doesn't, he doesn't dictate the play. He's not as mobile and he's not getting about snarling, tackling, driving the team forward. I ain't seen that at the moment. So that's the reason why he's constantly been substituted because he's not having the impact. And I, I take on board what Mark says He has a integral part You've seen it up at St Johnson When he comes on He gets that little spot But that's so few and far between now Gordon Whereas in times gone by You could always rely on him When the game wasn't going your way So for me Brown has to come out You have to get somebody in there has got young legs And try and get some spark into this team Because this is one thing That Celtic are lacking at the moment John, A real spark John Paul One of your fellow Celtic fans I think it was Frank Described it in this way He said that Celtic have got No chance of winning the league If Neil Lennon stays and a 20% chance of winning it if they change the manager. What's your own take? I think um, he's, he's spot on. You know, I think that it's a, it's a tall ass for Neil Lennon to get, to get Celtic to win basically all their games now. And by the way, didn't forget, of course, the City, they need to, if they win tomorrow, they need to lose four games. They didn't want they were going to lose a game. And they're still to play out three times. So I think it's a very, very tall order. Um, it's in Rangers' hands to lose. You know what I think? I think changing the manager would be the best option. You know, it's a it's a flippy coin whether that'll work. But as I say, across the city has gone about their business. They've got Aberdeen at home tomorrow. They win that. Then bear in the mind, Celtic have still to play Hearts, which will be another game in hand behind the way their schedule is very is looking very, very grim. How big a part are these games in hand playing, Hugh, or how big a an obstacle are they in the decision making process? Let me put a hypothetical to you. Uh-huh. If Celtic and Rangers had played the same amount of games and Celtic were five points behind would Celtic change the manager? If Celtic had lost at Motherwell two weeks ago I believe they would have changed the manager I, I, then. Get, I get that but just, just stay with me on this point If they were five points behind having played the same amount of games Do you think the manager would go? Um, possibly not and, th- and that's the problem Mark Because yeah. these games in hand they're, they're, they're the elephant in the room if you like The problem is they're, they're not coming round anytime soon No, they're not But I, I think it makes a, a much more difficult decision um, for Peter Lawwell Because that, the by board. the way For anyone who jumps on it That's not me assuming Celtic will win They don't look like They'll, they'll certainly win All their games no. at the moment But obviously they but might I, I doesn't, It doesn't make it A simple decision Or as simple a decision As I, I think some of the, the guys We've had on the phone Would suggest That he should go right away I think Peter Lawwell And, and Dermot will Look at the bigger picture That's right It's and, a bigger picture yeah, You're right. And look at this and, and exactly what you say there Gordon Would If it was neck and neck Would he lose his job for me, no, but, he would but, 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 A Scottish Cup final round the corner What is the no. bigger picture? Well, the bigger picture is It's nowhere near over at that stage The league is not over Celtic have still to play Rangers three times They've got a Scottish Cup final To to contend with To go get to a quadruple 
uh, treble Would you sack a manager On that basis M- Mark, In November Mark where, where would the cut off point be So if it's level And it, and it extends to 7 8 Well listen the, 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 uh, yeah, the, league, the upcoming league games Are huge There is no room For no any room. error now And we said that about it today There is no more room So that If you're asking cut off points mm-hmm. there But would you Would but you make the call if, just but now if there was no room for error At 3 o'clock today Why is there room for error now yeah, uh, I, 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 for me, I think it was uh, three o'clock. It's a must win because obviously you need to try and kind of keep up. Because and put it wasn't, pilot, and that, it wasn't one. Yeah, and I get that, Hugh. But does it actually warrant the manager losing his job on that? I think that's where the balance tonight will be five points. And the, now the lead up to that Rangers game, Hugh. You can look at this two ways. The fixtures are, are relatively generous towards Celtic. Either that gives you a good chance of going and getting them, or it actually heaps the pressure on. Because yeah. if you drop points in any of these, so between now and the Rangers game in the league. St Johnston, Kilmarnock, Ross County Three in a row at home yep. Aki's away Then Dundee United at home Well if you lost any of those Absolute maximum points Between yeah, now and then Without doubt uh, Minimum yeah If you lost any of those Under the present circumstances uh, You deserve the sack anyway um, I just think the longer you let it roll And if things don't perk up mm. uh, Then you've You've wasted it And there's no point In bringing in a new manager then Because he's not got enough time Okay let's bring in Jerry in co-winning And see what his take is Thank you to John Paul In Faldhouse Jerry, how would you Describe Life as a Celtic fan At the moment um, I feel like I've stepped in a time machine Gordon um, From Back to the Future I'll explain to you why Mark mentioned The Kilmarnock game From 10 years ago Or, or 9 years ago Celtic got a draw In that game and they got a draw today, a moral victory, if you want to call it that. But what was going on at the other side of the site, and I know you don't want to talk about this, and I don't want to talk about this either, but Rangers issued accounts yesterday, which showed them in a dire financial situation. Now, 10 years ago, they collapsed. Call it what you want, call it liquidation, call it whatever. I'm not going to debate about that. But that gave Neil Lennon and Celtic a free run at league titles for the next four years. Is the same thing going to happen again? I don't know. But I find it quite sad and desperate from people on my side of the, the Celtic persuasion wanting that to happen. They want Rangers to financially collapse again. And that would then guarantee Neil Lennon a job. Neil Lennon is not the answer. From a business standpoint, if I'm Peter Lawwell or Dermot Desmond, I can't trust Neil Lennon anymore. I'm just going to run through a list of names quickly, Gordon. Barkas, Turnbull, Soro, Taylor, Duffy, El Yunusi on loan. They are back Neil Lennon with big money. You can't label the biscuit tin allegation at the board. They have given Neil Lennon the funds. And can they trust Neil Lennon? Because next season is going to be a massive rebuilding job. Guys like Ayer and Cham and Edward are definitely going to be gone. This should be Scott Brown's last season. Possibly McGregor and Christie will go as well. They can't trust Neil Lennon to rebuild. So whatever happens this season, I guarantee you he will not be the Celtic manager next season. Hugh, recruitment It's the other thing Managers are Defined often By their recruitment uh-huh. But the bit that we don't really know About You know How much of that's Neil Lennon How much yeah. of it's Nicky Hammond And if it is Then you've got a structural problem At the club And all the rest of it But you cannot argue With the list That Jerry rhymes off no, of, no. of big money signings That aren't cutting it uh, While the game was being played I said to you that um, The season is summed up By The £5 million goalkeeper Bench The English Premier League Defender brought in Bench um, The number three goalkeeper from last season Is the number one goalkeeper And Ayeti up front Five million pounds Should have been on the bench um, So recruitment has been Laughable 
And I, I think I used the word advisedly Laughable recruitment uh, And I accept that Neil Lennon is not to blame for all of it It has to be a combination Of Nicky Hammond, Neil Lennon, Peter Lawwell But it has been a laughable waste of millions and millions of pounds I think Jerry's point though on Peter Lawwell Is that the money's been made available Is it? Does it then fall on the guys who are trusted with how to spend that money? Uh Absolutely You know David Marshall became the hero of the nation With a penalty save in Serbia Celtic could have had David Marshall at the club uh, You know I'm quite sure that Had negotiations taken place because He still has a home in Glasgow Former Celtic player Brought up in the club um, But They've got a £5 million goalkeeper They can't trust They've got a £5 million centre forward They can't trust the whole season long has been about calamitous results domestically and in Europe, not qualifying for the Champions League and going out in the manner in which they did in a season mm. when you really need that money got, bad enough. And then to, the, the, the results in the Europa League, dear me. It has to be a collector thing. You, no one can be uh, let off the hook here going, the players are not delivering. The manager's tactics prior to the game, we're talking about Edward. Mickey Hammond has to be... Couple as well Because it has been A poor window for them Peter Lawwell Who Hugh says Is actually giving them The money But he he employs That chain Below him Hammond uh, Lenny And so he So he has to be Couple as well For bringing mm, these There's only in. one That takes a fall though That's that Out of the whole lot There's only one That takes manager, a fall well, And it's yeah. the manager oh, This season though no. It's time for Peter Lawwell To go I was on a couple of weeks ago guys. Sorry to interrupt But Peter Lawwell Has been in Celtic Far too long He's wasted far too much money, and I know I know we're off the tangent here, but again, you look at the Rangers accounts thing, financial fair play legislation, Scottish governments. He's done nothing to change the game in this country for Celtic's benefit or for the benefit of anyone else. I'm sick of Peter Lawwell. He's got to go. Well, you'd have to say that Peter Lawwell has been an undiluted success at Celtic because uh, that, Hugh, sorry, Hugh, twice, two times in the Champions League in the last seven years. That's failure. At home, domestically, where where. We live uh, Celtic have been Carrying all before them But This is now For me Symptomatic of The crisis Because uh, Jerry's on Chief executive must go Others are on Manager must go um, So In football terms Alec and Mark Have been around a long time And know this These are the hallmarks Of crisis it, Everyone's getting it now The scattered gun is out And if you're a Ranger supporter you're lying back in the hammock with the cigar and a nice drink. Jerry, thank you very much for joining us. That was Jerry and Co winning. I think everyone is very, very interested in what Neil Lennon's had to say after today's game. You can hear from him right here next. After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. 0141-951-1025 What is on your mind Football fans this evening I suspect most of you Who are lighting up these phone lines to my left Are Celtic fans wanting to complain About the 2-0 draw at Easter Road Maybe you've got a more pragmatic look at things Maybe you're actually still feeling positive And think Neil Lennon's the man And think it can be rescued Always like a bit of balance as well So let's hear from you No matter what you think 0141-951-1025 Here's what the man himself thinks Well we controlled the first half Without really penetrating A little bit Our final ball was poor Or a little bit passive In the final third For Malik And, and then we shot ourselves In the foot You know Scott's made a really Rash decision Which is unnecessary um, And then the second goal's awful 
you know, just lazy, free header. And whether it's a free header or the guy gets contact under a challenge, you know, we've got to, we didn't track the run and just let Nisbet get the shot off. It's so easy. And then we give ourselves a mountain to climb and we did it. But our, our attitude and quality in the last 20 minutes was, was excellent. But, you know, that should be for the 90 minutes rather than the 20. We sort of, you know, got through all the rankles of, you know, conceding soft goals. I mean, Beanie even saves the penalty and we've got two boys stood watching it. You know, Murphy's first to react. We've got to get back to... We've got to get a defensive mood on. You know, we're not doing the nuts and bolts of the game anywhere well near enough. There's a softness about us at the minute, defensively, that we need to eradicate. You can look at the first goal and think, you know, doesn't matter how you set up, you know, it just comes out of nothing. We've actually done OK with the, the first phase. And then Scott, who, you know, was playing very well, just, you know, just has a a real sort of rush of blood for some reason and he needs to take that out of his game. There's a long way to go but uh, what I'm looking for is a level of performance and getting a run together but the attitude of some of the players has to be better, you know, and it's, I think the game's endemic of our season where we have good spell and then, uh, you know, a really poor spell and then, you know, 20 minutes of brilliance, you know, so they're capable of that but they've got to sort of start really wanting to put it all together for the night. Attitude of the players has to be better. Well, if this has been the story of their season, the season's a third of the way through now, and the league is slipping away. Uh, if Neil Lennon can't get it out of these players, someone else will have to try. Um, because he could have repeated much of what he said there after many games this season. So clearly, lessons are not being learned. Uh, he's talking about uh, Scott Brown getting that. Rush of blood out of his game Well he's 35 years old now There's not much chance of that happening now So Just words it's, uh, Sorry Mark on you go I, I was just going to say I think it's, it's quite alarming it's, it's not the first time Neil's came out after game And you know Mentioned about the players that, it, So today it's the attitude of the players Need to be better You know Other games it's just not good enough for the players uh, you know, t- listen. Ten years ago, I was speaking to Paddy McCourt the other day, and ten years ago, he says a good point. Neil quite often was was very vocal in his post match assessment of us, and he would often hammer us. But we took it in the chin, and we went and and played the next week and performed. This team seemed to be he actually Neil mentioned it soft. The criticism where it comes from outside or the manager, they don't seem to deal with it particularly well. And that would be a concerning thing if you're a Celtic fan but just now. The thing he said in that in, uh, that piece as well was getting back to our defensive mode. I think throughout the course of this season, Celtic have passed up more chances than I can recall in recent years, Gordon. Uh, defensively, they're all over the place. And I think the second goal summed it up perfectly. You know, the, 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 the ball, big diagonal ball, don't track the runner. And I said to you at the time, Mark, I said, that's diabolical defending. You know, that's basic yeah. tracking a runner. And putting on a wee block So he doesn't get a shot at your goal And they're like mm. fundamental basics uh, Okay Let's bring in Frank In Haghill What's your take on all of this Frank? I still back the manager Neil Lennon He'll still be there next season Believe you and me He'll get 10 in a row There's only one man I believe in Glasgow And that'll be Eric Govan so, Sorry So you think Neil, Neil Lennon Will be here for 10 in a row uh, And Stephen uh, Gerrard Will be gone first? Yep what what, what what fills you with, what fills you with the confidence, Frank? I've still got confidence in that team at Celtic. If you start with Griffiths and Edward up front and Stevie Ajetti, you believe in the, the manager, then, Frank? So is, is that his fault for not picking them, Frank? Then, well, if Griffiths went for the start, 
We'd have won that game today, a hundred percent. Well, that's, that's maybe. My, my view. The thing well. is, see, with Griffiths, you—it's uh, got to come a time where he's got to play. I mean, it's even the same with Scotland. People are coming on now and saying, "Oh, if Griffiths was involved, and that could have been different." And it's the same with Celtic. Griffiths should have played. Griffiths isn't playing for a reason. Uh, you know, it's got to come to a point where people realise that he's not in the team, the starting eleven, for the reason. You know, the manager sees him every day in training. He must not be doing enough. And I know Celtic fans love him. And we all know how good a player this guy is, but he isn't starting games. He's playing. He's coming on for cameos, international yeah. football, and club football Frank, for a reason. Frank is a deeply committed Celtic supporter, but he is dealing in defiance. And you know he's bringing in Stephen Gerrard here, who has a Rangers team who have lost three goals all season long, who have a better, more unified. Uh, solidified team than Celtic As I say That's a problem If you have to finish Above mm. Rangers To win the league So Frank's entitled To be passionate But it is Defiance With no basis in fact Yeah Frank I mean If Rangers win Tomorrow They'll go 11 it, points 11 points clear You've got Neil Lennon To win, not only win the league But, but Stephen Gerrard To be sacked before him I mean, Surely you would concede That's going to take Quite a big turnaround Is it not? I've got Aberdeen for three one tomorrow as well. Well, now it really Wait is defiance, you know. Now it's it's defiance bordering on delusion now. Um, so, Frank, sometimes you have to hold your hands up and just acknowledge what's going on round about you. Uh, to to think that Aberdeen will win three one tomorrow at Ibrooks is fanciful. Frank, get the bet ripped up. Lewis Ferguson's isolating. He can't play. Uh, that's all right. We'll, st- we'll still beat him. We'll still score. <laughs> Frank, the, the, so you can back to your original point there. You're saying that Neil should be the manager and things, and uh, uh, that Griffiths should be a starter. Uh, uh, and I think some of us in here, but the big picture for me is if you get four strikers at Celtic: Clamala, Ayeti, Edward, and Griffiths, and he's nowhere near it. That's no, a big problem. That's, that's, a big that's problem. A, I mean, if, if Edward, your main man, isn't playing, it's Ayeti. So Griffiths is is far down the pecking order, and you know that's this is what Celtic seems about. If Celtic don't win, it's because Griffiths didn't play. You can't keep just going to that Celtic, Celtic don't There's bigger problems Than going forward for Celtic It's at the back And the amount of goals They're shipping mm. and, the, and the fashion That they're shipping them Is a bigger problem here The word that Neil Lennon Used a few weeks ago Was fragility Mark And I wonder about that Because he's, he said today that The attitude of the players Wasn't right But he also said today That they controlled The first 45 yeah. minutes Without really penetrating And I saw you all Kind of nod along At that point That was That was probably fair we're then talking about the last 20 minutes Where again Celtic do pretty well So if my arithmetic that, That's 65 minutes out of a game yeah. Where actually maybe there wasn't that much wrong With Celtic's yeah. performance But there's just a real softness Yeah that's it And I think it's it's mentally as well I think yes. this group that uh, And I include the full team in this Because I'm not just including the goalkeeper in the back four Whenever you know a team gets a wee spell on top Or creates a chance they seem to go They seem to be really shaky after that And they take time to recover And quite often When they recover They've already conceded a couple of goals call And they're them, behind Call them what you will Excuses or explanations But the same excuses And the same explanations Come from Neil Lennon After all the games Lessons are not being learned Big matches are being lost Europe and domestically And it goes on in this fashion 
Right Frank Thanks for calling us Please don't wait around On Lewis Ferguson Scoring for Aberdeen tomorrow Because he, he can't play uh, What about Barry In Barhead Barry we just played you Neil Lennon's thoughts Whilst you were on The line How did you feel Listening back to them um, See to be honest with you guys I'm beyond Wanting to listen to him Because After the Rangers performance I was absolutely I gutted I can accept getting beat to Rangers and stuff like that if we go out fighting, but we didn't even do that. Then to watch that absolute show against Sparta Prague, where a team that had, I think, two 17-year-olds in their, in their team, they were ravaged with COVID, and we went down 4-1 at home. And now to this, I don't know where to start, guys. I'll, I'll tell you where to start. In the summertime, we let go of Craig Gordon. He then went and signed for Hearts. I don't know... If we didn't offer him a deal, or if the money wasn't there to to entice him to stay, I don't know what the score was. I think it was the second one of those, by all accounts. Right. So there's a safe pair of hands right away. He was he was Brendan Rodgers' top choice for goalkeeper out the door. Instead, we brought in Bowling Golly three million, Soro not kicked a ball for his two million, Turnbull although I rate him as a good player three million not kicked a ball, Barkas Barkas made a list I feel yeah five million. Clamala, three and a half, barely kicked him off his, and Ajeke, five million pounds. Guys, that's the guts of 20 million pounds Neil Lennon has had on this team. And it has been nothing short of appalling. See the professionalism of this team as well. See that Scott Brown challenge? I'm telling you now, that would have never happened under Brendan Rodgers. We have went so far backwards in terms of professionalism, yeah. from the top to the bottom, in this club. I cannot believe the decline that has happened. And it's happened under um, your man uh, Lowell's watch. It's happened under his watch. Okay, so it's time for him. I agree with one of the previous calls saying it's time for him to go. It's time for Neil Lennon to go. And it's time for a new direction for this club. Now, I know what he's going to say about I, but he's won three trebles in a row, possibly going for a fourth treble in a row. But at the same time, these things, these are all facts. These can't be denied. The professionals, I, I, honestly, guys, the 4-1 game, I still cannot believe he kept his job after that 4-1 game. I cannot believe that our board came out and said, no, we'll still back him. Well, I've said, already said that, in my opinion, this is the end for him. Uh, I don't think he can get anything out of the team anymore. He himself, to me, looks tired. Uh, maybe the burden of this season would have been too much for any man. But um, it's going nowhere, so far as I can see. Uh, and... The same things are said about the same areas of the team after all the games that are drawn or lost. And unless you change something, change the dynamic, it's going to go on in this way until it becomes arithmetically impossible for Celtic to win the league. I think Barry makes a lot of good points there, Mark, in terms of the actual standards have dropped. You look at the level that the players were playing at in recent years and across the board. I mean, guys, I really rate highly like McGregor, Brown, Mainstays Ayer as well Dropped And when you see that Mark You know I think Barry's got a very good uh, Call there You sound kind of Big picture though Barry I mean you're talking about Peter Lawwell And, and changing the direction Of the club Even even if that's perfectly valid Even if every Celtic fan's Nodding along It's not really a kind of Short term thing is it I mean Peter Lawwell Isn't going to re- resign tonight Because they dropped points Against Hibs And you know There's 25 games left Of the season What about the The here and now Is this about pulling the trigger On the manager Tonight or, or what? For, for sure, tonight. It should have been done after that Rangers performance, guys. As I said, 
you, you win some, you lose some. It's, it's just part of being part of the old firm. But to go out in that manner and not having to have a shot at goal at home and you're the defending champions is unacceptable at any level in Celtic. I'm telling you now. See, I get that, Hugh, and then I get that we can now look back on it and we, with the knowledge of what's happened since. But someone remind me of the date of that fixture. 17th October October Yeah 17th Some, something October Something like that yeah. Yeah. You're, not gonna, you're, not, you're probably not Going to sack the manager On the 17th of October Are you That would have been Extremely early People are now debating Whether this is too early And you know Barry's acting as if the, the big mistake Was not doing it Straight after the Rangers game The same mistakes Are made All the time The same Explanations are given All the time About fragility And softness And so on And so forth And on it goes in a downward direction in terms of the league. Rangers tomorrow have the opportunity to go 11 points clear of Celtic. The league is slipping away. It is watershed weekend. Do it now or forever hold your peace. Busy show, as always. What a dramatic afternoon of Scottish football it has been. The headline from today is that Celtic dropped two points at Easter Road, handing a huge advantage to Rangers for them to go and do the business at home to Aberdeen tomorrow So busy on the phones tonight So apologies if you couldn't get through But the good thing is We're back on Monday night Six o'clock We'll look back on all the weekend's Biggest talking points Make sure you join us Rangers up against Aberdeen At Ibrox tomorrow Like we said And in the meantime Just stay right there Because you can all get your weekend Properly started in the company Of Mr George Bowie GBX up next